are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Today I want to talk to you. You know, I just want to talk. And then we will thank God. Amen. Alright. And uh, I believe that in the talk, God will talk to you. Personally. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the thong of the land. To speak a word in season to him that is weary. Thank you for wakening our ear to hear. And I pray that every heart here will be receptive to your word. I ask that no one here will live the same way they came. Speak to the core of our being. Answer questions in our hearts. Let your hand move over circumstances that our hands cannot touch and our hands cannot shift. And let the power of God be evident in the circumstances that concern us. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Help me smile at someone and say it's Thanksgiving today. Amen. amen. Thanksgiving, much more than an event, is supposed to be a lifestyle. Hallelujah. It's supposed to be a lifestyle. It's supposed to be a way of living where you are eternally grateful. You are not momentarily grateful. You are eternally grateful. If we meet you again, you will still be grateful about what you were grateful about. Hallelujah. You know, someone can grow up in an environment where you have reasons to be ungrateful, you have reasons to be less expressive of your appreciation. But you see, when you get born again and come into Christ, the Bible talks about joy unspeakable that is full of glory. The Bible said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you look at the writings of Paul, there was something extra he added in the New Testament when he talked about prayer. When Jesus talked about prayer, he said, ask, seek, and knock. You find that in Matthew 7, 7. Or Matthew 7, or most part of Matthew 7, 7. He said, ask, it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. He was not repeating one thing three times. He was talking about three dimensions of prayer. When Paul talked along those lines in the New Testament, and started teaching on prayer, he also talked about three dimensions of prayer, but he added a fourth one. So you see Paul say, with thanksgiving. Amen. Are we together? With thanksgiving. Prayers, supplications, intercessions. Then he said, with thanksgiving. Amen. That means that he was saying that in the New Testament, 
Thanksgiving, amen, is part and is a major part of our prayer life, of our Christian interactions, of our fellowship with God. So you say, with thanksgiving. In Thess- that's in Philippians 4. In Thessalonians, he said, in everything, he said, pray without ceasing. Then he said, in everything, give thanks. Hallelujah. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Listen to me. Thanksgiving in the New Testament is not just, is an instruction. Everybody say it's an instruction. Say it again, it's an instruction. Alright, it's an instruction. So, um, you should come to a place where the instructions of God become your lifestyle. Hallelujah. It becomes your culture. Your way of living. It's not just something you carry out or fulfill once in a while. It's not something you use in an emergency. Amen. Oh, I'm in trouble, so I'm going to thank God today. No, 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 no. Thanksgiving becomes your lifestyle. But what, why I said I want to talk to you is this. Some believers think of Thanksgiving in one way. They say, well, if God does something for me and I thank Him in prayer, say, Father, I thank you for what you did for me. That's okay. And they fail to understand that God sets up human institutions and expects fellow humans to have regard for these institutions he set up. Hallelujah. I don't know if you, know what, you understand what I'm talking about. I was speaking somewhere and I was sharing with them how a man called Paul, formerly known as Saul, had an encounter. He met Jesus on his way. Imagine you just going to Rumola, you met Jesus. You meet Jesus. Amen. He was on his way and he met Jesus. Now, there is no greater personality any human being can meet. Are you understanding me? But he met Jesus. You know the story. He fell to the ground and there was a bright light from heaven and so on and so forth. Then Jesus now said, when you stand up from here now, go to a man called Ananias and he will pray for you. Now, the question is, who is going to answer the prayer? I'm asking, who is going to answer the prayer? In what name is, even, is the man even going to pray for for, for, for Saul. In what name? So, you are, you are in front of Jesus already. Why is Jesus sending him to go and meet Ananias? He had met Jesus. That means that even Jesus respects the institutions he set up. Amen. Are we together? So, he said, go and meet Ananias. I've thought of that scripture. I've meditated on that scripture. And I always ask myself a question. What if Saul didn't want to meet Ananias? Why should I meet him? Do you know that Ananias might not have met Jesus himself? Of course, he's born again. I mean, a visitation. 
Ananias himself might never have met Jesus. At that time, he had not met Jesus, maybe. We don't know. Maybe Ananias had never had a vision of Jesus Christ. Then Saul that had the vision of Jesus was instructed to go and meet Ananias. Hello? There are many believers today that have that same instruction but have not gone to meet Ananias. Their pride will not let them meet Ananias. Their logic and arguments will never let them go and meet Ananias. Now, let me tell you what would have happened to Saul if he never met Ananias. Saul would have been a blind preacher without the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me? He would be preaching you know, with a walking stick. Thus says the Lord. Are you understanding me? I met Jesus on the way. He was the one that even made me blind. Are you understanding me? Are we together? He would have been blind and preaching and sharing the encounter he had with Jesus Christ. Because he refused to recognize what God asked him to recognize. Thanksgiving is recognizing what God has recognized already and celebrating it. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? You cannot say you are doing thanksgiving if you will not recognize what God has recognized and also celebrate it. Saul stood up. They led him by the hand. Took him to the house of that man. When he got there, the man laid hands on Saul. Two things happened. One, the Bible said the scales fell from his eyes. The man that held the power, so to speak, to take scales off the eyes of Saul, that became one of the greatest apostles that ever lived. Hello? <laughs> that man, if Saul never met him, he would have still had scales on his eyes. Amen? Then the second thing that happened to, the, to Saul there was that he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? He got filled with the Holy Ghost. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. I remember a, a man years ago. I say it with all respect in case they're watching me on live stream. and I'm not saying it to belittle anybody. The person was believing God for a child. And the person had gone everywhere. Had first, this person is a minister. Are you understanding me? And had been praying for a child. And then, at some time, we hear that a particular man of God is coming to town. He will go there. And they will pray for him. The child wasn't forthcoming. In his prayer, the Lord said, Go and meet Pastor TB. Perhaps this person has been in ministry longer than I have been in ministry. And the person came Nicodemusly. It was not a public meeting. And said, look at what God said. That I should come with a seed. And that my wife would take him. And he sowed the seed. I laid hands on him. His wife took him. Now listen. That's how spiritual things work. Are you understanding me? You could say, I'm not going there. Then you stay there. Are you listening to me? 
someone had a situation, it's also, I'm sharing this about people that I, I also respect greatly. And um, the person is a minister of the gospel. If I call the name, is a known person. And they had a situation in their ministry. Now, this ministry is an older ministry. And um, for whatever reason, they had a situation that <laughs> it's not every problem that money can solve. Are you understanding me? They didn't know how to go about the situation. So one day we just were sitting down having a chat. Then he said, it has been on my heart to ask you this question. How do you do this? And the person asked the question. And I responded. And that opened a door. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The question, that answer is with me. Are you listening to me? God put it in my heart. He gave it to me. Now, if a man will not recognize that, then he cannot say God has not helped him or God has not created an opportunity for him to be helped. Are you with me? There's a direction I'm going with this. So, Saul went to Ananias. Ananias laid hands on him. Scales fell from his eyes. He began to see. Amen. And I asked that question. What if he didn't go to Ananias? Amen. What if he didn't go to Ananias? Listen to me. Thanksgiving is not just a thanksgiving to God. It's a thanksgiving. The thanksgiving to God is not complete if the thanksgiving does not recognize the institutions and the places that God used to bless you. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's what a lot of folks don't understand. You know, you could be, really, you could be sentimental about this, but that's just how it is. We were um, in um, a camp meeting just this week, and uh, one of the speakers said something that blessed me. He said, Revival, the move of God, is a person. Hello? It's a person. And somebody say, what is he talking about? If God is doing something in a, in a city or in a church or in a community, it's always through a person. Amen? Are you listening to me? You know, religious folks who not, might not really appreciate what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is very important. Because I want your thanksgiving today to be done right. Amen. And then, when people don't recognize that, you know what happens? The revival will stop. Amen. <laughs> it will stop. Every move of God. Go and read about the Azusa revival, 1913-1914. There is a human... You cannot talk about that revival without talking about William Seymour. He was a black, blind, blind in one eye preacher. But through him, God shook the world. The charismatic movement was born out of what happened on Azusa Street in Los Angeles. Are you understanding me? It swept the world like fire. A man gave himself to prayers, he said he prayed for two years every day for five to six hours every day for two years straight. 
boom, something exploded. Now, revivals win. What do you mean win? They go down. Alright? That's what I mean by win. They go down. Or rise. Why? Because it depends on the person. Are we together? It depends on the person. The Welsh revival that we talk about. What's the guy's name again now? Jonathan. Is it Jonathan Edwards? He's a human being. Praise God. But the day that man is taken out of the scene, the revival will fade. There are things happening in this country that there are human figures that are responsible. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The day they die or they are silenced, the revival will be silenced. Are you listening to me? So, some people think that maybe they, um, people are attributing too much to a human person. No. God said that he put this treasure in earth. It's God that decided to put the treasure in earth vessels. Are you listening to me? He's God that decided to put the treasure where? In earthen vessels. Yes, that the essence of the power may be of God and not of us. But the truth is, it's God that decided. So, what am I saying? In the Old Testament, there was a man called Gideon. When he went out and had victory, they said, go and shout, The sword of the Lord! And, of, and the sword of Gideon. So I said, why should we call Gideon? It's God that did it. Just call the sword of the Lord. Just call the sword of the Lord. He said, no. The code will not be complete. You will say the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. If Gideon did not yield, the sword of the Lord will never be seen. Are you understand what I'm saying? And that's just a fact. So here, what I'm saying, as you are thanking God, thank God for Renaissance Assembly. Thank God for Pastor T.B. Peters. If not, your thanksgiving is not complete. Listen. You know, if someone does not recognize because of this, this has happened for me. You know, that's why I called it a talk. Because I'll be touching different things. I've heard brethren share testimonies. And in their testimony, you see how ignorant they are of spiritual things. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. Then everybody's expecting to hear the testimony. They say, what happened? Oh, yesterday, um, um, the, the, uh, a bullet came into our house. And uh, he didn't hit me. He said, hey, so why? He said, you know, last week, God, um, see, listen, last week, I started doing dodging classes. You understand that? I said, uh, to increase my speed in dodging. That's a, uh, so when the bullet came, I just dodged it. Ah, oh, I, I'm a dodger. Another bullet is coming for you. Another one is coming. Wait and dodge it. Amen. Another one is coming. Wait and dodge it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When they share their testimony, you see that first, they are not seeing the, on, the spiritual behind the physical. Are you understanding me? They are not seeing that hand of God that actually wrought the miracle. Do you know that there is no miracle in the Bible that a logician, logician, logic, logician cannot explain? 
There is no miracle. Is it the Red Sea? Somebody will tell you, no, no, no. Actually, at that time, based on the, you see, the, the, uh, the earth cross must have been absorbing. You will talk one nonsense. Are you understanding me? So, listen, oh, there is no miracle in the Bible. Oh, I, I, was, I was quite young at that time. I read something, you know, and it was about a guy that was trying to prove that the Red Sea miracle was actually low tide. You understand that? He said that, you know, the Red Sea, is, it was high tide and low tide. So, when they crossed, it was in low tide. And some of you that uh, live in riverine areas, low tide is when the water, they say the water has gone. You know, high tide, they don't say the water has come. You know, so, he said, it was in low tide that, that they, they, they walked through the water. So, someone thought of it that way. And I said, wow, that's a greater miracle that God drowned the Egyptians in low tide. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's a miracle. Are you understanding me? So, there is nothing. Is it the multiplication of bread? Some logician will have an explanation. I just said, you have an explanation. I say, ha, ha, ha. You know, in those days, their breads were like table. It was big bread. They will give an example. There is no miracle. No miracle in the Bible that someone will not try to. Because he's thinking with his head. Now, let me say this to you. You that is born again, never belittle. The workings of God in your life. Do you know how you belittle it? Number one is when you try to discountenance the human elements that God used, Amen, to make that miracle happen. Then you are, it's not complete. You know, sometimes people share testimonies, and then they, when they when they finish sharing their testimony, you will weep. A sister shared a testimony years ago. You know, she came and uh, shared her testimony about what happened, what happened, what happened, and I know what happened. So I called her, sat her down. I said, is that what you are sharing as your testimony? She didn't understand me. I said, do you think that's what happened? And then she said, listen. Then I said, no, no, that's not what happened. And I reminded her. Are you understanding me? Because where she was sharing the testimony from, she was just talking, hey, then my uncle, then my auntie. Your uncle and they were there since. No, they were there since. They were there since. What provoked their hearts to do what they are now doing for you? Amen. Are you listening to me? Listen, and that is what makes some believers ungrateful. Amen. That's what makes some believers ungrateful. Lift your right hand and say, I will never be ungrateful. Say it again, I refuse to be ungrateful. It is natural for me to be grateful. It is in my spirit to be grateful. Glory to God. Now, say, so, oh, you know, you know, there's some folks, some... You know, somebody um, um, will make a statement and say, Oh, sometimes somebody will come up and say, Praise the Lord. Since I joined Renaissance Assembly, and I'll say, Talk your testimony now. Since I joined Renaissance Assembly, ah, you're the only one that joined. Why are you a spoiler? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Kill joy. Are you understanding? Listen. Listen. Hey, my brother, keep saying it to. To remind yourself, since I joined Renaissance Assembly, keep saying it. Say it more. Since I met Pastor T.B. Peter, say it. Listen to me. It's good for you. Do you know that your heart, the way the human heart is, you could become insensitive, or as let me put it better, you stop, after a while, you stop recognizing the things you're supposed to recognize. When it comes to the anointing, 
and the power of God. Always recognize it. And always honor it. And speak honorably about it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There are people that have received graces and then suddenly they are no more receiving. What changed? They are no more grateful. Amen. They, are no, more, they no more honor that thing in their hearts. Hallelujah. That's what it is. That's what changed. That's what changed. My brother and I, my brother lives in the U.S., my immediate younger brother. So, we were talking about a particular minister. And then he, he, he was trying to find out if I knew something about a minister. I said, yeah, I know him. So, he said he, he listened to the guy's message. And I said, yeah, I've also heard the guy. Then he said, did you notice that? When he ministers, he is ministering like so-so man of God. The way he used to minister in 1996. I said, yes. I said, exactly. If you listen to his message now, it sounds like the message of one minister. I don't want to mention the name. His message, what he used, how he used to minister in 96. Now, from 96 till date, this minister in question, the major minister, has grown. Amen. There are other graces that are manifesting in his life now that are not showing in that brother's other pastor's life. And then he was like, why is that so? And I explained. I said, he was following the man of God at that time. Where he stopped following is where he stopped receiving. Are you hearing me? Some of you don't understand what I'm talking about. A minister grows in the anointing. Amen. In the operations of the Spirit in his life. You hear Kenneth E. Hagin. There was a time, if you knew Kenneth Hagin, all you would know about him was that he was a teacher of the word. Amen. Alright? Kenneth Hagin pastored in the 30s. Early 40s, he pastored. In 1950, in Rockwell, Rockwell, Texas, he had a vision. And in that vision, Jesus showed, showed up and called him and put the healing power in his hands and said, go and heal the sick. He started holding healing meetings after that. If you met him before 1950, he didn't have a healing ministry. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He didn't have a healing ministry. If you met him after 1950, you will see people falling in these meetings. They were not falling before that time. Are you understanding me? Glory to God. Now imagine someone that was following him up to 1950. That's where you now say, uh, I'm going to another church. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, in case you understand what I was saying. Listen, never allow your heart talk down or belittle how God worked out the miracle. Satan's fight always is to make you look away from how miraculous that testimony is. Rather to make you feel how natural it can be. Amen. That's Satan. That's Satan. That's Satan. I had a friend, you know, I've not seen him for years now, but I believe he's still doing ministry. We were university um, 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 classmates and we were great friends. I was not around. He came to my room and the locks were living in a, in a, in a, in a, in a flat or whatever, student students in the house. And then the main entrance to the place is bolted. We normally keep the keys somewhere so anybody 
can access the main entrance, then you access your room. But I think it was a holiday period or something like that, or public holiday or something. So um, whoever was supposed to drop the key, they didn't drop the key. So there was no key. And he needed to come in to change in my room and go out. When he got there, the place was locked. Someone was inside the flats. That person couldn't come out because it was locked. He was outside. He couldn't go in because it was locked. Oh, we've done crazy things. So, he, and it was a, an emergency situation. He needed to go in. He paced, paced, paced. Then he started speaking in tongues. After speaking in tongues, he held the lock in the name of Jesus. Pulled it. It opened. My, listen, the person beside is not a godly person. Alright? He saw the miracle with his eyes. And he was like, wow. It was the unbeliever guy that told me about the miracle before my friend told me. Those days there was no GSM. When I came back to the room, they said, I saw a miracle. The unbeliever said, I saw a miracle today. I said, what did you see? He said, your friend came. And then he told him, he said, what happened? He said, I could not go out because so, so. I saw him speaking in tongues. I was just laughing. What is he doing? The door is locked. He's locked. He opened it with tongues. I said, you mean it? He said, yes. My friend came back later and told me the testimony. I was like, great. Well, no, we just celebrated. Thank God for it. Months or years later, he was having problems with his faith. Amen. My friend now. And then he sat me down. He said, I'm even doubting all the things God has done in my life. So he said, he said, even that part locked in. I'm even thinking whether it was not locked in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was telling me. He was talking to me. He can't leave. You know. Then I said, my friend, shut up. I said, it is the, it's not you that told me. It's an unbeliever that was there that saw the miracle and told me. Amen. You know what? Satan is trying to make you look down on what God did. And that's what Satan does in our lives. He starts making you look down on what God had done in your life before. Are you listening to me? And once you start looking down on it, you know what happens? It will not be given expression the way it should be. Glory to God. You have had people that the power of God came upon them. And wow, it was an awesome experience. They even wrote it down in their diary. Years later, they are even doubting. Eh, was that in real? That's Satan. Amen. That's Satan. That's Satan. That's Satan. Oh, one of my pastors, you know, that pastored me, was sharing with me. We had a reunion. And he was sharing with me something that was very dear to his heart. And I knew that that was the devil, you know, that had been speaking to him. And this a, a, a pastor, a man of God I respect... So, we had this reunion, and people were sharing testimonies. You know, and different people were sharing testimonies. Some were talking about how he was the one that um, um, got them filled with the Holy Ghost, and how he was the one that laid hands on them, and how he was the one that taught them this. You know, they were all mentioning things he had done for them. So, with, his, with an emotion-laden voice, he was speaking to me. He said that, I don't know what I have done for him by us organizing this reunion. He said he has called his wife and asked her that all those testimonies of the 90s, were, they, were we imagining things or they actually happened? So he has said maybe these things didn't happen. We were the ones imagining. Until this person shared the testimony, he was now reassured that, yes, God was using me that time. Amen. Are you listening to me? You know what Satan was trying to achieve? No, 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 no. That thing that was happening, nothing, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. I've been there before. Amen. I've been there before. I've been there before. In secondary school, I was barely 13 or 14. I laid hands on a guy behind the dining hall. The power of God came upon him. I met him 
eight or nine years after, if not ten. That day I met him, I was not in the best of moods. I was preaching, you know, and it didn't look like I was in a university environment. I was preaching. It didn't look like anything was happening. Like, ah, this thing is looking so hard. Then he met me. He said, oh boy, you see they do this thing? <laughs> he said, you see they do this thing? I said, yes. Then he said to me, he said, in so-so year, behind the dining hall, you lay down for me here. From time to time, that finger still burns on my heart. When he said it, I knew that, listen to me, this thing, it has been there. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you understand what I'm saying? There are things that God will bring to your heart to reassure you that it was him. Amen. It had been, he had been the one all the while. So anything that belittles the workings of God in your life and tries to make, you know, a fellow came for, he had a heart condition. And then he came to look for me. And this is someone reputable. You understand that? You know, so he came and met me. And uh, we talked and talked and talked. And he said he wanted me to lay hands on him. So I laid hands on him. Oh God. I saw the power of God going to him. He went back and did another test. And the heart condition was corrected. He didn't have to go for surgery. One year after. Or two. One or two years after. I saw him somewhere. He's not a member of our church. And then, I said, how have you been? So, I said, you've not even been coming around for programs or, you know, and I've not seen. He said, well, 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 well. I said, so, are you still healthy? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm fit. I'm fine. Listen, you know, and if you're watching me, I'm not making a mockery of what happened to you. But I want to use it for an example. Now, he came back. And then he said, we're talking casually. <laughs> then he said that, um, it's like the machine had a problem that time. That's why the machine said that I was this thing. I said, is that what you think? <laughs> but he came back again. Oh. Amen. Out of respect, I won't say. But he came back again. For God to prove to him it was not machine. It was the thing that I carry. Amen. Are you listening to me? So listen, anything that tries to belittle that power of God in your life, Alright? As today I'm talking now, remember and be grateful. Recognize and be grateful. Hallelujah. Recognize it and be grateful. There are people we've ministered to. You know? And then say, oh, you know, in some cases, they were not sure. And then in some cases, a circumstance will occur. (laughs) Then they will know that this was the hand of God. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? So somebody say, well, you know, you know, we just, 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 it's God that did it. Just thank the Lord. <laughs> Someone went to see a man of God and then he got angry. He said, um, maybe talking roughly to the staff there, he said, eh, I've come, I've been here since to see the man of God. I've not been able to see him. It, it, don't you think it's even easier for me to see Jesus Christ than to come and see the man of God? So the man of God said, Ah, if it was easier to see Jesus, why did you even come here? You would have gone to see Jesus. <laughs> you would have gone to see Jesus. I asked me, it says it was easier. You already know the road. Why did you come here? Go and see Jesus. Amen. You see the same human being talking like that. See him at the American embassy waiting for a visa. He will be very humble. 
you come to a man of God, you'll be doing as if you, you know. You understand what I'm saying? You see the same person, he's waiting for visa. The, the, the security person, sit down there, say, yes sir, here. <laughs> yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. He's greeting the guy two times. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> we are one, no. Then you come to church, you will now be dictating what should be done. Abba, be wise now. Amen. Amen. See, the testimonies that have happened in your life recognize the spiritual undertone of your testimony. Amen. Amen. Some people forget. Some people forget. Now, don't misunderstand me. There are cases where some people don't even know what somebody has done. Are you understanding me? They don't even know what someone has done. I think was one of our friends was sharing about how he was praying for a guy. I forgot what it was he was praying for him for. You know? He was, he was fasting and praying. The guy was going through things. He was fasting and praying for the guy. While he was fasting, one day he was passing by fast food. The guy was eating tiang chicken. Eating. He is fasting for the guy. Well, this guy doesn't even know what's going on. Are you understanding me? And that's the guy that I even look at and say, Ah, why are you looking on caps? Uh, man of God, take care of yourself. Oh, I beg go. Ah. Meanwhile, it was for him that the man of God was fasting. <laughs> a sister, she was a cell leader then had been praying for our cell members for doors to open. So they had a cell program coming up. And she wanted one of her members to give her some money for the cell program. And the guy had promised he was going to give us the money. At that same period, he was processing his American visa. So, he got the visa. He didn't tell his cell leader. He didn't tell me I was his pastor. He didn't tell anybody. You know people that behave like that, you know, he didn't tell anybody. He traveled. The sister was calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him. He wasn't picking. He was her only hope to pay for it. What she needed to pay for because he promised I was going to get In tears, she now said, This year has not told me, God, you will not forgive him, God. We said, No, don't talk like that. I said, No, God, do something. <laughs> she was so pained. She cried. The cell leader cried. That why did he promise me? You understand that? And he was not picking her call. Now, the sister didn't know this until I said it in church. Alright? But she was crying and said, so we were telling her, don't talk like that. She said, no, you don't understand. You know, if he was not going to give me, he would have just said he won't give me. Why take me through all the pain? Not knowing that that day she was calling him. He was on his way to the airport. Taking off. Flew. Landed in America. He has gone now. He came off the plane to enter they check, check, check. Say, what did you come for? He said, what he came for. They check. They said, about the con- it's a conference he came for. The conference ended yesterday. <laughs> so, what else are you coming for? He said, well, he didn't get his, uh, whether his ticket or whatever on time, blah, blah, blah. So, that's why he's coming after the conference. Ah. They said, you'll go back. Oh. They sent him back. He said, when they put him back on the plane to return, he knew it was because of audit. <laughs> this is his own testimony. You understand that? So he called me on phone. I was like, oh, what happened? 
He said, Pastor, I went to America, but I did not reach. <laughs> then, listen. Then, instead of telling me the story, he came to apologize to me. You know, and what he did to the sister. He said, I bet she was disturbing him. So, you know, and all that. Are you listening to me? It was the sister that is the prayers of that cell that even made that he had the opportunity to even have the visa. Are you understanding me? But you know what he would think? He would think, no, I joined one association. They helped us. They processed it. Is that what you think? Please ask your neighbor, what do you think produced that miracle? Ask him, what do you think produced that testimony? What do you think? So I said, eh. so I started taking a particular medication, I started taking a particular medication, then Anna conceived. <laughs> Are you the only person that's taking that medication? Amen. And I sent my CV to like, I just decided that I will scatter it to 10 places. Then I scattered my CV. Then they now called me. Leave it. And when I, when I put my mind to do something, when I put my mind to do something. That, is that how you think that is? Because you put your mind to do something. You put your mind to do another something. Are you getting what I'm saying? And there are a lot of believers like that. That will not recognize that, hey, 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 hey. This thing that happened is the Spirit of God, amen, that initiated it. And was orchestrating every aspect of it until it materialized. Praise the Lord. I am not here by accident. I'm not here because, you know, some people say, eh, eh, I study the word of God. You know, some, I bet, uh, we all grew up as Christians. I have friends that are in competition. Are you understanding me? That will walk up and say, how many, how many, how many chapters of the Bible do you, do you study? I'll say, so-so number. I will beat you. How many hours do you pray? I will tell them, I'll beat you. The, the miraculous is still outstandingly different. And they cannot explain it. I'm doing more than what this person is doing. Listen, I didn't come here by myself. There are layers of intercessions that are holding me up. Amen. Are you understanding me? Are you listening to me? So, it's not because I'm studying Bible. I'm, I'm studying Bible. I study my Bible. It's not because I'm praying. No, not because of that. My grandmother, I keep sharing that testimony. She finished work on my head. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And she spoke to me. I'll never forget that. When she was speaking to me, I was not saying amen. I didn't say, I receive it. Amen. She would kneel down and pray. And speak words. Then one day, she spoke to me. She said, you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. I have settled you. You will end up in ministry. I didn't say amen. I didn't say amen. Where am I? Are you understanding me? I didn't say amen. What I'm trying to explain to you is that there's something carrying us. Amen. We might, yes, there, there are things we are doing that's making what is carrying us exp- give greater expression. But the point is that there's something carrying us. 
Amen. Somebody prayed. My parents also. Amen. Are we together? The exposures spiritually are all part of what we're doing here today. Glory to God. So, if you attribute that testimony to something that is not really what produced or generated it, you are not grateful. Amen? No. No. How did you get that job? I was the most qualified. Uh, Okay. Have you stayed in that place for this long? I know my way. You know, some people even come and share testimonies. And when they are sharing their testimony, they, they don't even want to mention the spiritual aspect of it. Amen. No, don't ever do that. Look at the Bible. It will clearly explain how something happened and what caused it. Amen. The Bible says that they prospered by the prophesying of the prophets. That means that it was the prophesying of the prophets that produced the prosperity. No matter how hard they worked, if those words didn't go before, their hard work will not, produ- will not be productive. So our thanksgiving today is without understanding. Amen. It's without understanding. It's without understanding. If Renaissance Assembly has not been a blessing to you, no problem. But if it has been, please remember to thank him. Amen. In the exact way it has been a blessing to you. There are people here that would have not been in the faith by now. Are you listening to me? They would not have been serving Jesus by now. There are people that would have been dead, buried, forgotten. By now. There are children that will not have been born ever. There are marriages that will never have happened. There are job opportunities that never would have come. Hello? I know that. I'm trying to remember the name of that guy, Kenneth E. Higgins, um, that comes to Nigeria. Not, uh, not Mark Hankins, the other guy. Not Matt Bima, the one that we went to bring from um, Calabar. Where is there? There are. This come for? Scott Webb. Scott Webb, thank you. Scott Webb. I was Scott Webb, yeah? It was Scott Webb or Mark Hankins. One time, Kenny Hagen, when he was still alive, now said, Papa Hagen, I wouldn't have been anything if I didn't meet you. Kenny Hagen said, You are exactly correct. That's right. With all modesty, that's right. And it's true for some of you. Amen. It's true for some of you. It's true for some of you. There are certain things. Some of you are held it today. Held it today. Because of what God is doing through Renaissance Assembly and the anointing of God at work here. A woman would have died long, long, long time. She had a brain tumor. She came to church. 
Someone brought her to church by a word of knowledge. In the service, hands were laid on her. At that time, I can't remember the amount, is it 10 or 15,000? Every month, she was spending on painkillers. Now she's no more on any drug. After that, no more drugs, no pain, healed. And someone like that will forget. You forget what that pain used to be. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Has God blessed you? Has God helped you? Is, is that, are you still benefiting from that help? Then why will you not be grateful? My opening scripture is Jeremiah thirty nineteen. Amen. You know, you say, am I not ending? Why am I opening? That's my opening scripture. Let's read together. I want to go. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Amen. Amen. Now, I love the part that says, out of them shall proceed. Out of us shall proceed what? Thanksgiving. Out of us shall proceed what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will burst from here. Amen. Are we together? And the voice of them, not that murmur. The voice of them that do what? That make merry. Look at what God has done. There are some of you that are chief complainers. You have complained about everything. My brother, today, rejoice. Are you understanding me? You know, I put always complain. Oh, no, 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 you know? There are things to thank God for. Glory to God. The voice of them that make merry. And then God's response, he said, I will multiply them. He will multiply you. And you will not be few. Amen. He said he will glorify you. And you will not be small. That means the glorification of God is for your enlargement. Are you listening to me? That means God's glorification is for enlargement. That means when, when he has glorified you, you will not be small. Amen. You will not be small. You will not be small. This year we have seen greatness. I said we have seen greatness. As a ministry, God has done awesome things in our midst. For individuals, for us collectively, doors have opened. That whenever I would have imagined, I was, this morning I was just thinking about how this year we had the opportunity to be in the north west in January. In Kaduna, Zaria. Are we together? Then in February, we were in the northeast in Taraba, Jalingo. September, we were in North Central, Benway, Boko. I said, God has given us the north. Amen. And you know, that's prophecy fulfilled, though. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's prophecy fulfilled. A young man walked up to my office years ago. We we're not in this building then, there. He walked up to my office. And then he said, the Lord told me to tell you that he has opened doors for you in the north. I said, Amen. I heard your voice across the north. And people were listening. I said, okay, it lines up with a vision I saw years ago. But I didn't know how it was going to happen. I was having a meeting and people were wearing northern attire and they were in the meeting here in the south. So I don't know how it's going to happen. I didn't do anything about it. The doors opened. As I speak to you, 
North Central, North West, North East, we've preached the gospel. Amen. Amen. That's prophecy fulfilled. That's prophecy fulfilled. It was a word that was spoken. It has happened. Amen. And it's still happening. Amen. We've been to Abuja several times. And that's God's doing. Glory to God. So, we see it as prophecy fulfilled. And in your own life also, prophecy will be fulfilled. And more prophecies will be fulfilled. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, today, as we stand up to thank Him, um, don't just thank Him shooting in the air. Be specific about what you are thanking Him for. Thank Him for what He has done in you, for your salvation, yes. But thank Him for Renaissance Assembly. Thank Him for the pastor that God gave you. Amen. Be grateful to God for that. Hallelujah. We come for service every day. We just have a great time. Serve God. We go. We come back. You are having a wonderful time. Be grateful to God for that. Amen. Be grateful to God for that. That God that's sustaining us. Amen. Is the kind of God that should sustain you too. Are you listening to me? So be grateful to God for that. Be grateful to God for that. Oh, there's a pigeon language they call it uh, puju puju. You know, so close one eye, open one eye, you know. You, you know, there are pastors like that. There are ministers like that. So be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. Hallelujah. So today, as we're thanking God, have all those things in mind. Dance. Don't be stiff. Shout. Don't be quiet. Forget about your neighbor. Forget about your neighbor. You know, some people just are too conscious of certain things. Are they dancing? Dance. I tell you about dance. dance. Rejoice. Rejoice. Say it again. Dance. dance. Rejoice. Rejoice. Don't be ashamed. From January 1 to date, God has been good to us. Amen. You've entered the last month of the year. Are you with me? This is the last month of the year. God is faithful. Some of you have been healthy, strong. Even some of you that have been battling with your health, you are still here. Amen. Is that not something to be grateful for? We are still here. Whatever is going on in the country, we are still here. Rise to your feet. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Hey!